Hey everybody, welcome to the Theomatic Podcast. I'm Craig. And I'm Daniel. And we are making Good Theology Automatic. automatic. This is season four finale. The finale. So um, this is the last episode of season four, and uh, we will come out with season five in a month or two. Yeah. So here is the question on January 1st. How do I start the new year right? Yeah. Now I remind you, this is the thematic podcast, so it's not just about you know your workout goals or your eating plan or your even though those those things all have to do everything in life has to do with our walk with God and our That's faith, right. whether mm-hmm. it be money or your body or working out, eating all that. But uh, but maybe let's jump a little. Maybe we touch on those too. I don't know, but let's jump a little deeper. What what should somebody that genuinely wants to follow Jesus, genuinely wants 2023 to be a year where God's presence is central and supreme in our life, mm. how do you start a year and I'll say continue in that year? Mm-hmm. Uh, but what are the things that you could do at the beginning of the year that will put you on the right trajectory to finish your year well? So I think mm. that there's probably a number of things we could talk about here. Yeah. But uh, are there any things... How about this? Let's start. Are there any practices that either of us do uh, that I always say this too? Hey, if what we give you works for you, take it. If it doesn't, then leave it. Yeah, flush it. But uh, I think that there's a few tips that I I can think of mm-hmm. that that I learned from other people that I've put into practice <laughs> in my life. Well, I think both of us have been fortunate. Um, at least you know I know you've been on staff at a great church for many years, and you've been exposed to other pastors at really great churches. I was on staff at an awesome Foursquare church for about nine years as a pastor. And I got to learn from uh, Bert Smith, who, you know, he's, I don't know what position he is in the Foursquare church now, but he learned from Chuck Smith, who, you know, helped, fun, you know, found the Jesus movement and Chuck Missler, who was here at the K house, Quinity house. So really cool leaders that I've gotten to learn from. And um, one of the things that I um, I've been fortunate enough to take from those people who are way more mature in the faith. Um, in fact, Chuck Messer's gone to be with the Lord now, but um, is they had a lot, like we're a lot more touchy-feely in our generation. They had a lot more discipline, I think, in theirs for sure. <laughs> but one of the things that Burt Smith does every year, and it's in his church, he's now retired and on to Foursquare um, you know, uh, Central, but he got a word for the year every year, both for his personal life and his family and for the church. Okay. And um, I had never even really heard of that until I was on staff at Church of Living Water starting in 2002. Okay. Um, and it changed my life. I wouldn't mind talking about that. I think yeah, it's let's, a pr- great place to start. Okay. It's just yeah. one example. And yeah, it is an interesting one because I also had never heard of that concept. So have you ever it, done it? Now I have. Oh, okay. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Newish to you? It's newish. It's newish to you. Yeah. Okay. So why don't you describe the concept? Okay. What does that mean? Get a word if, in case somebody doesn't have any clue what you're talking about, and then let's let's talk about that. Yeah. Great... So, um, I can't apologies. I can't pinpoint the exact verse of where it says like you should get a word for the year. I don't actually think it's in there. But yeah. where is the there, I don't know if there is. I don't one. think there is one. But to be thematic, what what. Bert used to teach on, not preach, and preach and teach are different. Mm-hmm. Um, when he would have a smaller group of people, staff specifically, he'd be like, hey, let me teach you the principle and give you an opportunity to ask questions, get clarification. And the principle he would teach would be like, listen, God leads individuals 
in one context, he leads fathers, mothers, and families in another context, and mm-hmm. he leads churches and groups of people in another. Okay. And he's like, there is there it's like chords, melodies and harmonies. And there is like harmony when you get led in all three ways and it all matches. Hmm. That is one way. And I had never shared this, but it's a really cool way where you can recognize that like this for sure is God for me because my church and community are being led that way. My family, my parents, my, you know, and me individually. And so it's really a kind of a cool way. So it's like these um, on ramps of authenticity. Authentication. Okay. And so you kind of go away privately and get all these words. And when they line up, it's like, holy smokes, God's definitely doing something. And you've seen it in the wider church when multiple churches are kind of getting the rumblings of the same thing. You're right. like, oh, God's doing something. Does that okay, make sense? So real practically, though, what what for people that don't know, what does that mean to get a word? Let's just oh, say okay, for you. Okay. For you. Fair enough. Back so up. Yeah. What is getting a word for you? So getting a word. And wor- I'll, I'll, throw, I'll throw in a scripture and then, I, and then you can answer. Throw in a scripture. It, you know, the idea would be this. Jesus says in John 10 that my sheep will hear my voice. Sheep, yeah. And 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 generally speaking throughout the the whole Bible you could, there's plenty of passages where like God wants us to hear from him and to know his heart. And so I think if you're looking for the the thematic scripture it's it's this concept that hey if if I'm entering a new year and I say Lord is there anything that you want to speak to me about this year that I'm going into and you're listening for his voice what maybe would he say to you if mm-hmm. if you asked him like a like a father if if my son asked me hey dad what do you want me to work on this year and i'm gonna try and focus on it for the whole year and i told my son oh thanks for asking like i think you should focus on this or you know here's one or two things yeah it's that it'd Same be like heart. that mm-hmm. like what's one or two things god that you want me to work on yeah for this year and that the advantage of when we ask god is the Isaiah 54 phenomenon where he says, O barren woman, stretch out your tent pegs because God is timeless. So he can tell you to do an activity before something happens. Whereas you as a father, you'd be like, hey, retroactively, this is what I would do. And that's the power of when you ask God for a word is he can give you an activity to do today to prepare you for a blessing or a challenge in the future, which is really powerful. And it's something that I think Christians kind of forget that we serve a timeless God that sees right. you in the future. Right. And it has and to do with the prophetic gift. The prophetic You're gift, listening yeah. prophetically for what God yeah. might be preparing you for. So, okay, so what specifically, is the... when I first started working at Church of Living Water in 2003, okay. the word for the year was Isaiah 54, and it was stretch out your tent pegs, and they were in a building campaign. And, and it, this whole thing was like starting to make sense to me there. But to get the word, to like the process of getting a word from the Lord, the way that Bert taught us and I have adopted since was basically you seek the Lord through fasting and praying at the beginning of the year. So you're trying to break down your flesh, get your appetites, your desires out of the way to set a stage where the Lord can just sort of speak to you in the inner small voice Mm -hmm and um, give you something true. The goal is to try to get your flesh out of the way. That's the goal of it. And there's a lot of scriptures on fasting. 
Uh, and it's a biblical principle that often we don't practice in modern times that we absolutely should be right. practicing. Yeah, fasting was going to be the second subject that I was going to okay. talk about today, but perfect. if they go hand in hand, perfect. Yeah, it's a great way if you're tr ever trying to make a challenging decision, if you're trying to um, break an addiction, if you're trying to do those things, like fasting can unlock something that you just can't unlock absolutely. in your own will. Absolutely. You know, um, and so, so that was the process we went through. So as a staff or a community, we fasted together. Um, we had some freedom in choosing what we fast, but it was encouraged to do at least a Daniel fast and we would pray. And our goal was to get a word, a phrase, a focus. It, uh, we called it a tape label. You should be able to write it down in plain English and communicate it. And he used the Habakkuk scripture, mm -hmm. Habakkuk, make a vision plain, write it clear on tablets. So anyone may run and do it okay. because without a vision, people cast off restraint is what the Bible says. So you should have a vision for your life a vision from the Lord, because without that vision, you'll do whatever you want to do. And when you do whatever you want to do, the enemy has a heyday tempting you to do things. Right. Nothing can keep you tethered to a mission or a focus like a vision for your life. Right. And so every year, the Hunt family, we re-up on our vision, knowing that the God of the universe can see in our future and help us know where position us for opportunity, shield us from potential disaster, help us retroactively. And so that's one so of the things. So what do you mean the Hunt family re-ups? Two, two questions. That, what yeah. do you guys do as a family? And two, are, are you, over the years that you've been doing this, is sometimes your word a single word? Like, Yes, one time it focus was. Freedom was one of our words. Freedom, okay. Yeah. So, some, so one year it was like God just spoke freedom and you were yeah. focusing on that for a year. And other times mm -hmm. it's like a whole sentence or thought. Yes, one year. So so it, it, the, the last three, I'll give you the last three. Freedom was three years ago. Next one was do the stuff. <laughs> Literally, huh. we got the word do the stuff. And if you came to my house at that time, there was a little board up in the doorway that said do the stuff. Huh. And it's because we felt like we had all these like dreams and thoughts that came in the season when we were exploring in this freedom in the Lord. But we weren't grounded and we weren't doing the hard work of our faith sometimes. And we mm. weren't like being disciplined. And and um, that's why we thought we got the word. Uh, and then the next year was like a lot more complicated. And it was born out of my life. And it was the Lord telling me to um, remove um, toxic relationships out of my life and surround myself, literally remove toxic relationships, comma, surround myself with God-fearing people. That was my word That was this year. last year. That was last year. So will you here, we're here, we're filming this in November. Yeah. Will you sometime in the next month or so take, set aside time to reflect on how yes. did I do with that? Yes. That's and exactly then you'll right. And then will you take a different a bit of time or the same bit of time to say, now in light of how I did with that, God, what do you have for me next year? Or, well, you were going to answer, what is the Hunt family process for getting your yeah. word so marching orders? The second week year? of December, we are going away. Um, and we're going to kind of talk through, we do both, um, in the same week, usually uh, the whole family's going away. We shut off the world and we just kind of hmm. figure out like, do your kids get their own words or is it a family they, thing? At this it's point? a family thing right now. We did a family word when we were, we took a trip to Arizona and, um, we did a family word two years ago. Um, to be honest, it was sort of an experiment and it got so convoluted that it was hard to manage whether or not we had 
honored it, I guess would be the word. Mm. Cause there was different levels of yeah, different wherewithal. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, my six year old word was like so awesome, but at the same time not very actionable. <laughs> and uh, you know, we just have to work on that. And so how we sort of process it is uh, you know, mom and dad really yeah. You know, because leading we, your house. Yeah, we're leading our household. We we pay the bills. We we have the most at stake, and and yeah. we sort of model it. That's how we do it. Cool. Yeah, that's a great way to start the year. Is go find a vision that you can write clear, make it plain on tablets, and all year you're lining up. Like, am I doing the thing that the God of the universe, who can see outside of time, has set me up to win or grow or X this year? Yeah. So I'll speak from my, from just my experience and perspective. Like when I first heard about, I hadn't heard about this yeah. for the first, I don't know, 25 years of my life or something. And then when I did hear about this, I was like, I don't know why, but I, I had this like negative perception of it. <laughs> I don't even really know yeah. why. Like I just felt like, like hard pass. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's weird or that's hyper spiritual or I don't know. I don't know what I thought. A lot of times we end up thinking negative things about things that we just don't know about. Yeah, that's like, true. Like our natural response is, if I don't normally do that, it must be bad. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about math and I hate it. <laughs> yeah. But the more that I was around people that like did this, I was like, okay, maybe there's something to it. And so I, yeah, maybe, I'm maybe three or four years I've been. Nice. And I don't, for so for where I'm at, it's not so much like. I have to have a word for the year, but it's like, yeah, like if, if God is a, a my father, I think I might as well ask him like, yeah. hey, do you have any thoughts for me this year Yeah, <laughs> that you want to speak? Yeah. And the past few years, this practice has been really beneficial. So like mm. just as a pastor, I would say if you're asking, how do I start the year right? I would say at least approach God and ask. And because what I've now experienced is like, so last year, my words, I got, I felt like I heard two words, um, un, uh, undefending and unoffendable. And I took the accountability of- I bet you need that online. <laughs> yeah, I, I took the accountability of speaking the, those words to my small group and my sphere. And I had a lot of people that like remembered that and held me accountable to it. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just like this, something that happened on January 1st and then, you know, like your new year's resolution of working out and then you give it up after two weeks and never do it again. It was something that really stuck with me throughout the whole year. Yeah. And there was so many opportunities to say, man, the normal Craig would be defensive and offended, but I know that I'm focused on that this year hmm. and it kept, it stayed with me because I wrote it down because I've, I said, I embraced, this is the words that God spoke to me. And so Come on. I chose, I had opportunities, lots of opportunities to choose to not be defensive, yeah. not be offended because I got those words. Thank you, Lord, for all these opportunities yeah. to not be offended. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, a lot of them are online when yeah. people just hate on you or whatever. Yeah. Um, this last year, my words were um, confident and content Hmm. And and there's been op lots of opportunities where I haven't felt either of those two things. And wow. so it's been a reminder like, hey, if God spoke it, he wants to see it fulfilled in your life. Yeah, that's good. Somehow. And so, yeah, maybe it's not for everybody. I don't think that it's like a biblical mandate. You must 
get a word or a sentence. But again, I think it boils down to like, God has thoughts towards his kids. Yeah. And if he wants to speak anything over my year this year, I want to hear it. So at least, yeah. give, at least in a, especially in a busy season of holidays and all this stuff, like whether it's in December or in January, like give God space to speak to you. Yeah. I like that. Would it be fair to say, I mean, certainly this isn't a salvation issue for any like new believers or maybe um, intrepid believers. Like this isn't a like, Oh, I got to get my word for the year. Like, no, don't worry about that. Just, just love Jesus and do your best serve Jesus. But for people who are like, I, you know, I'm kind of thinking of the next level. I want to explore something new with the Lord or try something different or people who want to kind of get serious about really focusing on him. This is a great skill set. I didn't learn yeah. it until my twenties and I'd been serving the Lord, you know, for a while. I didn't learn it until I was in ministry. Um, I still use it today um, for a lot of reasons like we've talked about. You didn't learn it until three or four years ago. Yeah. So why a year? Um, I wanted to talk about that. Okay. I think that we see something in the word. Um, the Bible says that there's a season for everything. Like mm -hmm. it talks about that. Mm -hmm. um, in America, you know, and I know we have international audience, um, especially on your TikTok. Um, and other countries do seasonality a lot better than Americans do. Hmm. Um, Americans just sort of wear themselves out. And we're real bad at that. And we don't do sabbatical and we don't Sabbath. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we all should consider that um, the Lord has said that there's a season for things. He himself rested. And so why a year? Because the reason I picked a year and I think Bert picked a year is a year is sort of it's a natural reset point that the whole globe kind of recognizes. Mm -hmm. 12 months is four seasons of time. The first season you are unlearning the old and adopting the new. So it's adoption. The second season is acceptance. So adoption, acceptance. The third season is you get proficient. And then the fourth season you kind of master it. Hmm. So that's sort of how we looked at it. So it was like, you're sort of like adopting it you're, or you're like accepting that this is your new reality, kind of figuring it out. Then you're like kind of integrating or adopting it into your life. Then by that third quarter, you're like, all right, I'm humming along. This is real to me. And then you've kind of got it on lock by that last quarter. You're like, okay, this is real to me. Three, 90 days, four seasons of 90 days is about right. Yeah. So that's why a year. Um, you could do shorter, I suppose, but I found it's a good, healthy amount of time. Um, so that's why, um, uh, you know, if you look in the Bible, there's lots of festivals and things like that. Right. There are times and seasons for things. So I think in Christianity, especially New Testament Christianity, like we need to start integrating those kinds of things a little bit better. Like we should integrate a Sabbath. If you don't do a Sabbath, you should do a Sabbath. Like, I would do that before a word for the year, a hundred percent. Like, like if you're like, Ooh, I should do a word for the year and you're not Sabbathing, do that first. <laughs> Here's your word for the Here's year. Here's your word for the year. <laughs> yeah. You <It's>... should, <laughs> you should find rest or rest will find you. Come on. Right. But these are things that like, that like we need to take seriously, Yeah, you know? Um, so yeah, that's why I think it's cool. I'm, I'm glad we're covering cool. it. So one tool of how do I start my year right is to seek the Lord for a word or a sentence or a thought 
prophetically a focus for your, for year. your year. Yep. And then Good we already vision. talked about this, jumped into this, that one, uh, another practice that's kind of standalone, mm-hmm. but also ties into this is, is fasting. Yep. So a, a lot of churches will do a, a fast the beginning of January. Our yep. church does yep. this year. I think it's 14 days. Some years it's 21 days. Um, but uh, you could find the link in in my bio and my social networks, uh, a fasting booklet if you want more information on that, a training booklet on fasting. If you don't understand that, it's different than a diet. Fasting is uh, spiritual, yeah. but you, you're intentionally ceasing from eating food and other things for the sake of pursuing God spiritually. Mm-hmm. And I'm just telling you, something happens. I know you already said this, but mm-hmm. let me echo it. Something happens your spiritual ears get opened when your flesh is hindered from eating. Yeah. And and, and we're not doctors. Check with your doctor before you do course. any fast or anything like that. But we're just saying for us, this is what happened. This is what the Bible says about yeah. the purpose of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Is there any other practical little yeah. tips that we can give people on yeah. how to start the year right? I alluded mine because I think they're kind of all wrapped up is that you should reset this new year and make Sabbath thing. Um, a habit for yourself if you haven't Sabbath, like, because people make exercise a priority in the beginning of the year and drinking water. I would say above those things are a vision for your life this year. Um, and that's coupled with like, you know, fast to get a vision and integrate a Sabbath because the Lord will start to really speak to you as you, you get a better balance of your life. And I think a lot of things will fall into place. Um, one of the things that I think is um, behind this question is the world's crazy right now and people need a fresh start because yeah. it's bonkers. Yeah. I'll add one more and, and I don't know if you have any more, but no, we're almost I don't. up here. But um, I wouldn't say that this is like, was my per se word for last year, but I, I do know that going into this last year as I was making a, a employment change, um, so maybe this would have been one of the words for my ministry was I felt like the Lord said uh, more than any other time in my life, the things you say no to are just as important as the things you say yes to. Mm. So I've learned that that's, uh, now I've come to know that that's maybe just a good tool, a tip that I could offer you mm. in general. Um, I just spoke to another friend, mutual friend of ours that he goes away at this time of the year and he evaluates everything he did the last year from family to ministry to his job, um, all of the different boards he yeah. serves on and everything. And he says, nothing is off the table. I ask no myself, sacred cows. Yeah. It, am I supposed to continue with that? Um, he's one of my board members and he said, I'll ask the question, although I'm committed to sticking with that one, but every board I'm on, everything is, do I, do you want me to keep doing it? Because sometimes if we're not careful, we get in the habit of continuing to do things or saying yes to things That's because great. we think that it's right or the peer Great pressure advice. or the whatever. Yeah. So these all kind of tie in together, but I would say in addition to maybe getting a word or a sentence for your year to focus on as an individual or to focus on as a family or to focus on as a church, you might just say like, take some time to consider what are the things that I allow to fill my time and my focus. Yeah, commitments and I may be are, yeah, wrapped are, up in. Yeah. yeah. Are there things that I need to say yes to that I'm not doing? Are there things that I need to say no to that I am doing yeah. uh, moving forward into this year? That's so really good. It's a good practice. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. I don't have much to add. That's great. Cool. 
Yeah. Well, let me just say this here at the end of uh, season four. We're, first of all, so thankful for anybody yeah. that's joined us, however long you've been joining us. Um, the only way that the word for this podcast gets out is from you sharing it. And so thank you for uh, sharing, for rating, for subscribing, whatever yeah. platform. Please, if you're hearing this right now, would you please take the two minutes to do that? Because we want to reach more people with this. And uh, we're so thankful for you. And lastly, I just want to say this whole thing is about real relationship with Jesus, mm-hmm. not being religious, not just doing more churchy things. Uh, the gospel is this, that God stepped out of heaven and came to us to make a way for right and restored reconciliation and relationship with God uh, through Jesus. It's not about our works and our perfection, our legalism. We all fall short of God's standard, but through Jesus and his sacrifice on the cross, mm-hmm. his death, burial, and resurrection, proving his identity and what he set out to do, we can be right with God. And so if you don't know God in right and restored relationship, the way that you receive that is by grace through faith, not through your works. That's right. And so um, we just want every one of you to know Jesus in a real way. So I just thought maybe I could end in a prayer, Let's Do it. season four in a prayer. And uh, is there anything else you want to add before before we do that? No. Thanks for joining us. Awesome. It's been a great season. So I just want to pray for you, anybody that's joining us, a blessing upon your life. But also, um, if you have not committed your life to mm. God in faith, this would be a good opportunity to do that. Um, and it just, you know, there's something about confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believing in your heart. And so... Here we go. I'm going to pray. And uh, this is the season four finale. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for every person that's been with us, whether just this episode or from the very beginning. And for everybody that's sort of in their heart right now, engaging in faith and saying, God, I want you. I want to be in a relationship with you. I I want to repent and, and turn from walking in my own life and and as it were, step off the throne of my life and put you in, in your rightful place of being on the throne in my life. We receive you, King Jesus, as our supreme authority by faith. And we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would fill us and that you would lead us and guide us. We commit ourselves to you. Whatever you want, whenever you want it, however you want it, we belong to you. Would you lead me and everybody that's joining me in this prayer and faith? Would you lead mm. us all the days of our life? And even as we've been talking about getting a word for this next year, I pray that you'd speak to each one of us as individuals and family units. Uh, what it is that you want us to focus on this year. We commit ourselves to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next Next season. season. Peace.